I am in a really shitty fucking mood today. I have a lot of shit to get off of my chest. And as a result, this is going to be a long show because not only am I going to give you a vintage episode of Tranny Wreck Radio Sans the Crack Whore Voice, you're also going to get a lot of non-corporate, independent, pod-safe music. So, if you want to listen to a bunch of fluffy, fucking, corporatized, commercialized entertainment, then go over to podshow.com or turn on your goddamn TV or radio. For the other two of you, you can listen to Tranny Rex 63. And masturbating. <laughs> From Portland, Oregon. Tranny Wreck Radio. I farted. I farted. I farted. For you, Madge Weinstein of EastRadio.com. I'm glad you fucking farted. Um, that I played that because I just wanted to acknowledge the drama of what we all what we know and love as the freaknetwork.com, which I'm very proud to be affiliated with. Um, and uh, yes, the freak network has drama too. Oh well, I still love all of you. And uh, that's about as much as I'm going to get into it. Let's go ahead and play another song. Yes, the song I'm going to play now is kind of retarded. No, actually, it uh, goes very much into uh, the topic. This is going to introduce my first topic of the night, uh, which is I've already hinted on in the intro 
Um, this is by Sudden Death, and it's called Business as Usual. Okay, people, let's get this meeting started. Our first order of business is to find out who brought the Krispy Kreme donuts. I have them. They're right here. Ah, excellent. And the coffee? It's right here. Good. Okay. Now, let's talk about this expense report. Can somebody tell me how the hell we spent $8 million last year on coffee and donuts? Don't look at me. Well, as you know, our platform for real-time solutions is facing retribution from a government probe. I propose that we leverage the front-end architecture from those infrastructures and engineer a new solution next year that will enable us to implement the integrated network our engineering team has innovated. However, due to Asian market value deflation, we will undergo a massive reorganization. All the engineers will be summarily dismissed, and we'll hire two more managers to oversee this. I understand we'll be shorthanded, but don't pay it any mind. We can expedite the partnership to fix the bottom line. This will drive all the B2B initiatives to redefine the value-added metrics of our mission. It'll generate a killer paradigm so we can guide them through delivery of all the cross-platform action items. Collaborative efforts for the e-market experience reinvent some frictionless and synergistic variants, allowing us to maximize the strategies that may arise and minimize the risk to our e-solution enterprise. Any questions? Just one. What the hell did he say? I think he's making up words. What the hell did he say? Using nouns as verbs. You can leverage anything if it's phrased the right way. But I still want to know what the hell did he say? Now, we need to have a meeting so we can prepare for our next meeting. Should we schedule a meeting to set that up? I don't think we have enough donuts for that. The organization will be more organized if we can embiggen our members with a cromulent plan, which management can expedite and leverage to us both. Then we'll orchestrate the schema, which will maximize our growth. We need to synthesize some vertical technologies to harness the holistic web services of all of these and utilize the visionary system to produce some eye-catching web services for inner office use. The ubiquitous nature of the back-end interfaces needs a proactive portal that we can put through its paces. From that, we'll evolve a cutting-edge e-business, which will harness the best of breed seats of our existence. Our methodologies to implement this plan require scalable synergistic ways to meet the man. But I believe with the power of the open source proprietary services that we can make a mark that will be legendary. Our mind share will reach a targeted amount once the virtual deployment has finished rolling out. We'll get a huge ROI and some more jelly donuts and then I'll give myself a huge bonus. What the hell did he say? I think he's making up words. What, what the, the hell, hell did he say? Using nouns as verbs. You can leverage anything if it's phrased the right way. But I still want to know. What, what the hell did he say? Okay, now, I have a PowerPoint presentation here, which better illustrates what I just spoke about. See here we have a circle, two squares, and a bunch of arrows. If we connect the circle to the first square, you'll see that we can bypass the triangles, and that will save the company millions. That was uh, Business as Usual by Sudden Death. And yes, it's about saving the company millions, cutting corners, and doing whatever you can to keep those straight, white, 
50 middle-aged men rich, rich as hell, so they can buy as many fucking goddamn Lamborghinis and houses and vacations as fucking possible while screwing over their customer base and treating their employees like fucking shit. And uh, I've talked about several companies on this podcast that are a perfect example of that. But before I start talking about Comcast again, uh, my newest interaction, I have been a customer for Cricket. Cricket, uh, I think it's if you live on the West Coast or west of the Rocky Mountains, you've heard of Cricket. It's a cell phone company that... uh, that basically it's one of the only it's the only cell phone company in my area that will allow you to have a cell phone without suckering you in or making you sign a one or two year contract because we know if you sign a contract no matter how shitty their service is you are not going to leave because you have to pay these exorbitant fees well, you know, here's the thing. I thought, okay, cricket. I don't have to sign a contract. Um, they have unlimited minutes and text messaging and all of that bullshit um, for a month for a set fee. I'm trying to live on a budget. I'm trying to cut my costs, and I don't want any goddamn surprises with my fucking bills. And the phone bill right now, uh, you know, with Quest, another shitty company. Uh, I never know what my phone bill is going to be from month to fucking month. Um, with Cricket, I thought that was going to be different, so I went and I bought a cheap little cell phone uh, uh, last Saturday at the local Cricket store after waiting in line for a half an hour. Um, you know, I noticed on their little board they've got fees for everything. That made me a little bit uneasy. Um, and so, so I buy this cheap ass fucking phone, right? And I was told, okay, your first month is going to be free. So no, so first month is free, and then after that, uh, you have I can't remember. It's like a month to return the phone. You can't use the phone for any longer than thirty minutes, or the phone is no good. Um, so, uh, so I buy this shit. I buy this bullshit, right? And uh, this. Yesterday, I decided, you know, I had a really busy week at work, and I'll talk about my work. I'll talk about what's going on with my job later on in the show. Needless to say, I had a really busy day at work or a week at work, so I didn't have a lot of time to call their porting center because I can't afford two phones. I can't afford two phone lines. I have to. I can. I can only do one, and I figured I'll just go back to just having a cell phone. I've done that before, and I've been happy. Um. So now their porting center for cricket is only open between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, so I had no choice but to do it while I was at work. Um, I've been working overtime, which they my employer rarely offers, so uh, I basically had to do it while I was, you know, working. And so yesterday, I finally get around uh, to um, I finally get some time to call. Um, you know, because I, what I can do is while I'm doing my job, most on my job normally is so boring that I can listen to fucking podcasts all day while I'm working. So, uh, you know, this week I didn't have that luxury, which 
you know, we'll get to later. <laughs> I'm trying not to go off. I'm trying to stay focused. Focus, Becky. Focus. Yes. We're staying focused, I think, I hope. Um, so I called the porting center for cricket yesterday. All right. I call in the morning. I'm on hold for 10 minutes. And uh, I called on the landline, on my work line. Um, I'm on hold for 10 minutes. Don't get anywhere. I'm like, okay, I can't sit here on hold all day. So I'll call later on in the day. So I called after lunch. This time I used my cell phone because I was trying to multitask. I was trying to sit here and train an individual. Well, get this goddamn porting request done because uh, the longer I go with two phone bills, the more inevitable it's going to be that I'm going to have two phone bills. Which, on a side note, I've already got a bill from Cricket that's due in just a couple of weeks. So much for the first month off. Um, <laughs> so my second call yesterday, I was on hold on my cell phone that they gave me for 35 minutes. And I still couldn't get an agent on the line after 35 minutes. And unfortunately, because I used my cell phone... I damn near wasn't able to take it back. Get to that in a minute. So the third time, the end of the day, I figured, you know what? I'm probably not going to have much more luck, but shit. I had an hour left in my day, and I was prepared to be on hold for an hour if necessary. Well, I was able to stay on hold for 45 minutes before my job had to take tear me away from my phone. You know, and I, you know, and when it comes to job stuff versus my personal stuff. You know, you know, I just couldn't stay on hold any longer, and I, but I still could not get a person on the phone. Now, as a customer, when you go through an experience like that, it's like, okay, I can understand call centers. I've worked in one before. They get busy. People get on hold. But in the call center I worked on, inbound queues, if a customer is on hold longer than 10 minutes, that was unacceptable for the call center I worked in. Um, and, 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 and I think if for those of you that have worked in call centers, inbound call centers before, I'm sure you've probably seen the same thing in your call centers. Well, I just have this feeling that cricket probably just doesn't give a fuck so much. They probably like most of these cell phone companies outsource their goddamn, uh, customer service to probably Bangladesh or some other fucking country where they can pay their employees uh, two cents an hour and, and, you know, round them all up in a cage at the end of the day uh, so they can never go home or have lives, treat them like animals. They, they, they borderline do that to employees in this country <laughs> with the way the Bush administration has been giving goddamn big business a free ride. Well, Democrats and Republicans do. But uh, so it just really this last week made me, gave me a bad taste. I already got a bill. Uh, I couldn't port my number. So I went today into the cricket office to, to turn my phone in and to uh, and and to, to get a refund. Well, apparently the receipt I had, apparently they gave me two or three different receipts. And the one I took in was not the right receipt. So they wouldn't accept my fucking phone. All right. I I can understand that. All right. So so I'm going to have to go back in. I'm going to have to find this receipt and go back. All right. They wouldn't accept my goddamn phone packaging and all. 
I had everything except this goddamn receipt. I had another receipt. I had two or three different other receipts that they gave me that day, but not the right one, apparently. Oh, but, but to make matters worse, this lady had the nerve to tell me out of 60,000 customers in the Portland area, I'm the only one that's ever had problems. In other words, the problem isn't with us. It's with you. And you know, I should have called her out on it. I'm a pussy. The next time I go in, if that fucking cunt is there, and yes, I called a woman a cunt. Sorry for those of you women that are not, but I'm pissed, all right? So get the fuck over it. Um, uh, I shouldn't call women a cunt. The only time I want to use cunt is in reference to mine, and it's a beautiful word. No, that woman doesn't deserve to be called a cunt. She's whatever else. I don't know what the hell else to call her. She's a bitch. She's whatever. Ugh. She's a fucking corporate piece of shit is what she is. And then the guy next to her had the nerve to chime. Is there, is there anything we can do to keep you happy and as a customer? I'm like, well... You can keep me happy by allowing me to take this phone, by taking this phone back and not giving me a lot of trouble. But as far as keeping me as a customer, no. I just like, and here's why, now you, some of you are probably thinking, Rebecca, you've only been with them with a week and you're already giving up on them. Are you just that picky of a fucking consumer? Well, maybe I am just getting there. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of great companies out there. I was with Verizon for a couple of years, and I really liked them. But as a whole, my experience with the telecommunication industry has been nothing but fucking heartache and neglect. I feel like I'm a goddamn n neglected child. That's what I feel like, a neglected fucking child uh, whose parents are like, you go sit in a corner. We don't care... Uh, about what you have to say or think or do. You're just a fucking child. You have no rights, which children don't have any rights in the United States, or very few. Uh, go sit in a corner. Go sit in a corner, little girl. Little boy, little he, she, little it. We'll get to that later. Um, uh, you know, so it's like, and that's what the telecommunications industry does, has done to me. And you know what? <laughs> I bet most of you feel the same way. For those of you that are listening in the United States, I, I'm curious. Those that are not that are listening in other parts of the world, what the hell are your telecommunication companies like? Because here in the United States, they can do whatever the fuck they want. I mean, let's get that and let's get to Comcast. All right, let me give you a Comcast update. I'm still having internet problems after two fucking months. I called the call center. One time I called their call center. Everything's fine. The problem must be on my end. Let's send, let's send a uh, uh, a, um, a repair guy out. Uh, and then other times it's like, oh, oh, there's an outage in your area. There's a node that's down. We're not going to send anybody out. You just have to deal with it. And uh, they don't say it like that, but this, but this is what I'm hearing. They're they're saying, you know, they say this shit in there, nicey, nicey, uh, underlying, condescending, underlying tones, uh, talking to you like you're a fucking child. Um, uh, yeah, 
So the problem is still going. I was finally able to get a number to a local person so I don't have to talk to a different person every fucking time. And I haven't called her yet. I was assured last Sunday when I got this number that I wouldn't have to call her. But no, I am still having problems with my internet. When my internet works, the speeds are wonderful. Uh, the other day, after having all my wiring in my house replaced, having my modem replaced, I'm getting download speeds up to 10 megabytes per second. Fucking great. But the, that, that means shit when you're getting disconnected every goddamn 10 minutes. You know, and, and I don't understand what the hell it is. I'll go through hours and hours and hours of being fine. Then I'll get disconnected every two to five to ten minutes. And it'll happen like a dozen times in a period of two hours. <sighs> I'm addicted to broadband internet. I need broadband to do this show. I need broadband to to uh, fulfill my World of War crack addiction. Uh, you know, it, it's I can't go without it. And Comcast knows this. I have looked at all the competitors. There's no competition in my area. The fastest uh, internet that's available to me it will is up to maybe 1, 1. 1.5 megabits per second. That's the fastest internet options I have outside of Comcast. Um, you know, and, and I just... I. I'm spoiled. I will admit that I'm fucking spoiled. I can't operate with that. Those of you that, but those of you that have br real broadband internet connections and internet speeds, and that's probably a majority of my listeners because you kind of need broadband to listen to podcasts. Uh, either that, or you're just a really fucking patient person, and I have nothing but respect for you. <laughs> so most of you probably understand my internet pain. And I'm sure even more of you understand uh, the pain that I'm feeling uh, dealing with uh, uh, cell phone companies. Ugh. Yeah, it's bullshit. I fucking hate the telecommunications industry. I heard a rumor. I was talking to some of my coworkers who uh, was it? Yeah, yesterday, last night, I was sharing my experiences with coworkers, and every coworker I had said, had similar stories to share with me about the U U.S. telecommunications companies. They're fucking crooks. They can get away with murder. Uh, they they have a monopoly on the markets. It's you know, especially like the cell phone companies. The the competition is kind of a farce, right? Because I think here's the reason why I was happy with Verizon. Even though I was locked into a contract, I was happy with Verizon. But even though I've only been a customer of Cricket for only a week, Cricket serves a market of lower income people that probably struggle with money and credit. That's their market. That's their base. Because you don't – I don't think they do credit checks and they have really ridiculously cheap cell phone plans. They have ridiculously cheap cell phones. And as a result of all of this, I think they cut corners with customer service. I think they have very little regard for their customer base because of their income and their income status. I, I really believe that. I, I told these people, I'm like, your company, your employer – has very little regard. And when I'm dealing with employees of these company, I, I 
I don't get personal with them. I don't say you because I've been in both shoes. I don't say you. I say your employer. And I get, I start getting upset at these people when they start lying to me when they, and they start talking down to me, you know, cause I won't do that. I work for a large corporation. I don't do that. Shit. I don't play those games anymore. And it's probably one of the reasons of many that I'll talk about, uh, you know, coming up as to why I am not going to be able to move up in corporate America. That's all I'm going to say about that. That's my rant about the telecommunications industry uh, as part of just one of many problems with corporate America. I'm going to play another song. The name of this song, interesting enough, it's called Business as Usual, but I don't think, but it's kind of more on the musical, uh, musical side and less parody. So this one is by Andy Pratt. Business as usual. Stick around. There's a lot. I have a lot more shit to talk about. I'm just getting started. So I'm glad you have. If you if you need to take a break and maybe listen to the rest of this show later, this is a good. This is probably a good stopping spot. But for those of you that want to listen to a good song, it's business as usual. In greedy corporate America. One, two, three. Business as usual. When the world blows up, when the world goes mad, while we get closer and closer to the end. Business as usual. When the world blows up, when the world goes mad, while we get closer and closer to the end. War is good for business. Everything is good for business. They'll be buying and selling, stealing us blind until we fall down dead. Business as usual. When the world goes mad, while we get closer and closer to the end. Get closer and closer to the end
Business as usual by Andy Pratt. Um, all I want to say on that is I don't consider myself to be an overly difficult consumer. I just want to get what I pay for, and I don't want to be lied to, and I don't want to be bullshitted around. Is that too much to ask? If you have any stories that you would want like to share, 206-338-2563. I would prefer you to send them through some sort of an audio method. Uh, there's also a little thing on my website at trannyrec.com where you can record your voice and leave a uh, audio comment on there. You can send me an MP3, some sort of audio, and uh, if you don't feel comfortable doing audio, an email would be great too. Um, yeah, trannyrec at gmail.com is the email address. I'm gonna get. Uh, let's do. We're gonna do a segment, quick segment. Rebecca Nay's playlist. Uh, I'm gonna give some Trans FM love. TransFM.org is the other network that I'm proudly affiliated with. Uh, you know, my show is played at a few other places. WKJCE GLBT Radio. Um, I need to put a link to them, like a permanent link on my website. I'll do that soon. Um, yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, oh, fuck. Trannyrec.com, I just want to say, uh, it looks great, but it's got a lot of technical problems. And uh, I'll get around to fixing those when I get some motivation. Uh, you, the, the easiest way to listen to the show is to subscribe to it, entering your email address uh, in the little thing. If you don't have any, like, software to subscribe through podcasting, iTunes is wonderful. You don't even need an iPod. Uh, you can download iTunes for free. iTunes is a great way to listen to this show. Um, you can also just click that little Listen Now button at the top of, uh, on the uh, Links toolbar at the top of the page. MySpace. There are so many ways to listen to the show, even in spite of the fact that uh, uh, I'm having problems <laughs> with some of my app, the applications I have on there. But... I'll fix that soon. Okay, Rebecca Nay's playlist. Eventually, I'm going to create a little bumper for Rebecca Nay's playlist, uh, so I don't have to use my use my name, say my name third person. Uh, I started this segment as a way to, to plug other podcasts. Uh, I don't want this show to be about talking about other podcasts because you can go and listen to them yourself. But I just like to do quick plugs. Every once in a while. And the the two I want to do this week are off of transfm.org. Um, the first one I started listening to. She doesn't podcast very often. but And I've only listened to one episode. But I really enjoyed it. It's called Sabrina Talk. Uh, 
And uh, I will put a link uh, to her podcast in my show notes of trannyrec.com. But you can also find her on transfm.org. Um, Sabrina Talk, uh, just my impression of her, she seems to, it sounds like to me she's going to transition. She identifies, I think, as a crossdresser at this point, and which is very common uh, for male to female trans women to kind of, when they're going through a state, it's kind of like the gay men that identify as bisexual before they can fully accept that they don't have as much interest in women as they wanted to believe they did. Uh, kind of the same thing here. A lot of, a lot of trans women will kind of go through like a cross-dressing phase. And it's not to say that uh, there aren't genuine cross-dressers just like there, there are genuine cross-dressers out there just like there are genuine bisexual people. But I just wanted to throw that caveat. Um, but yeah. But so anyway, she's kind of in that stage. She she reminds me of where I was at about seven to eight years ago. And, you know, she may or may not take the same path as me. But if you want to listen to somebody who is in a pro, who is going through thought processes and dealing with gender issues, uh, kind of on the and it's kind of like on the verge of possibly doing a gender transition go listen to Sabrina talk very interesting audio blog i would totally recommend it i hope she can she she has the time to podcast to to continue podcasting she doesn't do it that often but if you're looking for a show if you if your podcast list is fucking full as hell like mine like when i listen to a new podcast i have to unsubscribe from somebody else usually but you probably don't need to do that with Sabrina Talk because she doesn't podcast that often. But you know what? Uh, sometimes you can have too much of a good thing. And, you know, I find those that don't podcast very often when they do release a show, uh, I'm just craving it even that much more. The other person who probably streams, the other Trans FM person who I have plugged plenty of times, but I want it, but I haven't done it in this format. Ethan St. Pierre, the Radical Guy podcast, when he does update his podcast feed and throw a, a, a show out for uh, on-demand consumption, it's a good show. They're, sometimes they're a little long, but uh, the length doesn't matter as long as the content is good, in my opinion. And Radical Guy podcast, Ethan St. Pierre, who is the administrator of Trans FM, uh, he released a show uh, and this tells you how long it's been a few show a while since I've done Rebecca Nay's playlist. He really released a show a few weeks ago uh, where he interviewed a uh, trans woman and her wife. I, I, I can't I don't know if she's a trans woman or a crossdresser, but his her wife uh, wrote a couple of books, and I really the, the the latter one sounds really interesting. I'll see if I can find I'll, I'll try and get that in the show notes if I remember after the show. Um, but Radical Guy podcast that will be linked. Uh, Ethan St. Pierre really does a good job of keeping the transgender community honest. Because a lot of the times the transgender community has a tendency, or a lot of people I should say in the transgender community have a tendency to try and adhere to that male, female, gender binary, one or the other, no in between. And that's a bunch of fucking bullshit. I'm sorry, all right? It's a bunch of fucking bullshit. And I'm going to talk about that 
a little bit in a little bit too. Uh, he keeps the trans community honest. I personally, I don't fit into any community. I really don't. I, I mean, I fit into the transgender community probably more so than any other population in of our species. But even still, you know, I'm just me. You know, it makes listening to Radical Guy podcast makes me feel good about myself when I most need it, which is at work, which is what I'm going to talk about after I play this song by Ocean Street. And the title of it is Where It Hurts. you 
where it hurts. reached the middle of this exciting podcast from thefreaknetwork.com. Now, don't go ahead and fast forward through the music or fast forwarding trying to see if they're going to talk about you. Listen to the entire show because it's worth it. If it wasn't worth it, it wouldn't be on thefreaknetwork.com. That's right, motherfuckers. I sound like Zilla Factor. motherfuckers. Yeah. All right. No. <laughs> the- I think I can do a better Zillafag impression if I worked at it, but mm, save that for another show. All right, where am I at? I'm glad I did detailed show notes considering everything I want to talk about. My job, my job, oh, my job, my job, my job, my blow job, 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 job stress. I've mentioned this uh, a few shows ago, talking about how uh, I, I, I've thought about maybe just up and quitting my job without having a new one lined up, and uh, because I kind of I didn't go into detail about feeling kind of trapped, and just off the top of my, and just right off the top, because from time to time there's some coworkers that check in with my show and listen. And uh, I just want to say that there's a lot of people I work with that I really love. And there's a lot of really well-intentioned people that I work with, uh, including people in positions of management. Uh, My department manager I have the utmost respect for. So um, my employer, the company that I've worked for for the past uh, seven years, we're going on eight years this year, I don't know if I would have been able to transition without their help. And I will never forget that. With that said, I am working in the financial services industry, which tends to be not outside the box at all and very conservative. Uh, the only uh, caveat is I work, I live, work and live in a part of the country that is quite liberal. And uh, so it's quite an interesting dynamic working in a liberal part of the country in a conservative uh, industry. This job is not a good fit for me. It hasn't been from day one. Um, The two jobs that I held within the bank that I've worked for, the first two years I worked in collections in Salt Lake City. And uh, I think I mentioned that in my profile in my uh, bio page on trannyreg.com. The last six years I've worked in a fraud department. Uh, ooh, interesting job, fraud. Ooh. Well, um, the job has potential to be interesting, and some days it actually can be very interesting. But re- really, what my job is, it's a production job. It's a production job with fancy titles and fancy job description. Uh, but in the end, I sit in front of a computer all day and I do the same thing over and 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 over again all day, which is why my brain dies to the point to where I can do my job without even thinking about it. I can do it proficiently and st- and keep my brain stimulated by listening to a lot of wonderful podcasts 
which is why I am a huge consumer of podcasting medium. Uh, that is the only benefit that I see right now in my current position. I have no future with this company. I know this by now. I have no doubt um, in my mind that I have no future with this company. And I have a future with this department. They love me uh, because of my perform because I'm a high performer, at least so I'm told. Uh, they love me. And I will have the opportunity to stay in this position for the next 10 to 20 to 30 years or however long my employer decides to keep this position, this department in my location open. Job security. Now, I will readily admit that just having a job, having a job that's secure that I don't, unless really fuck up, have to worry about losing um, is nice. And it's a position that I'm in that some of you probably are not in and would probably be envious of. However, I am at a point in my life now to where not having job security and not knowing where my pet next paycheck is, is going to come from uh, is preferable. And, and this may be hard for you to understand. For a lot of you that are trans, you, you understand, I think. Um, is preferable to the way I feel about myself when I am at work. I hate myself when I, I love now. No, no, I love myself as a person. I really do, but I hate myself when I'm at work, and I need to get out of there. This is the same job where I transitioned at, and uh, regardless of how much supportive my employer has. Working in the same position that you trans did a gender transition on for many years, it, it wears on you. Um, I I was gonna read this email uh, as kind of to kind of help me lead uh, my thought process on this subject along, but I don't think I'm gonna need to. Uh, I got an email. What what kind of spurred me to really want to talk about this was an email from. Somebody who I ha hold in high regards, but I'm not going to mention their name because it don't, I don't want to sound like I'm bagging on them, who said, uh, hey, Rebecca, it's easier. And I'm paraphrasing this stuff because when I read emails, I just, ugh, ugh. hey, Rebecca, uh, you know, because in an earlier podcast, I said, uh, I just go, I just want to quit my job, you know, without having a new one lined up. He said, hey, Rebecca, it's easier to find a new job if you already have one. I would find a job, then quit. That's exactly what I did, and it seems to have been a great decision. Um, you know, he he made a comment about my voice, which because I'm not going to get into my voice in this podcast because I'm running it almost 48 minutes. We'll talk about my voice in another podcast. I'm definitely going to do a. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about my voice because it plays into uh, how things are going. Um, I mentioned uh, in a recent podcast that uh, that I hate my voice, well, and I maybe and let me clarify. Oh, I, and this is what he said about my voice. He said, "I like the voice you use now as opposed to the quote unquote old voice. Your previous voice sounded well, fake and stressful to keep up. You, now you sound more relaxed and confident. You're always going to find some. You're always going to find something about you that you don't like." So best focus on what you love as opposed to what you hate. Well, you know, 
that last part, you know, we always are going to find something that we uh, hate about or don't like about ourselves. I think that's part of human nature. It's part of just insecurity in general. Uh, and I think all of us deal with it. Uh, how we deal with our insecurities is probably defines our character and defines our mental and emotional health. But the voice, as far as the voice, my voice, I love this voice now. I love the voice that I have. Uh, and it took me, I transitioned in 2002. And I think just going through my surgery and being forced to go back to using this voice, I decided since my body is pretty much forcing me to go back to using this voice, I'm going to choose to embrace it. And I have, and I do. I embrace my voice. I love podcasting with this voice as compared to, as can, I, I, I can't even go back to that voice right now. I'm too, I, I actually can go back to my old uh, crack core voice that I did for about uh, 40, almost 50 episodes. Uh, yeah, for about 45 episodes of this, uh, since the show started, I used a higher pitched crack core ish voice for those of you that are newer listeners. Um, uh, believe it or not, that voice, I, I love my voice now, but the voice that I use now is wonderful to podcast with. It's wonderful to talk with, and it's wonderful to socialize with, with people who I know and I'm comfortable with. But this voice has made my life hell, hell. Uh, and maybe I'm being a little overdramatic because I'm in a shitty mood. But th this this voice has made my life very difficult since I started going back to work, since I started dealing with public once again. Uh, this voice has ruined myself. I shouldn't say ruined. Is taken a Using this voice in public and on the phone, I get heed, hemmed, and sirred constantly. Heed him and started constantly. Nothing about my personality has changed since I've came back from Thailand. Uh, the only thing that's changed from an outward appearance is my voice. Be unless you have x-ray vision and can see through my my pants and you notice my nice, uh, my nice beautiful twat. Then you probably wouldn't he him or sir me. You'd probably go it. You'd probably call me an it if you're... Uh, uneducated on trans issues. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, I'm getting heat hemmed and served all the time. And it, it and one or two things is going to happen. I'm going to have to get used to it. If I want to continue using this voice, I'm going to have, have to get used to it. Or I'm going to have to find a voice that I can use when I'm out in public. And just use that voice. Now, there are trans people that do that. There are trans people that have a different voice that they use when they're in, uh, when they're at home or they're with people that they're comfortable with. And then they try to, and I'm usually trans women, because trans men, female to male transsexuals, for those of you that don't know, trans men, the, the, the testosterone changes their voice. Testosterone, just in general, regardless of who you are, if you have testosterone in your body, it changes your voice and it drops it down. And it, for the most part, cannot be repaired surgically. There are voice surgeries out there, but they suck ass. Uh, now we're getting into the trans 101. All right. 
Um, I, I've been talking. A, I, I was, didn't want to talk about my voice, but oh well. I'm going to tie it into my employment situation. You can kind of already see how it's tying into my employment situation. Um, yeah, so the voice is hard. If 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 your voice has been influ- if your body has been uh, changed by testosterone, the voice is one of the most difficult things to cha- to undo. If you so choose to do it, trans men love it. <laughs> That's one of the advantages trans men have over trans women is. Uh, how significant testosterone will help them pass in day-to-day life. Trans women, for a lot of us, not so much. Um, My voice is working against me right now. Um, I'm not going to do, if I'm going to do voice training, all right, if I'm going to do voice training so I can get by easier in day-to-day living, I'm not going to have a voice that I use uh, outside the home and another I use at home. It's just I can't do that. I respect trans women that do that. I can't. It's not me. It's not me. Whatever voice I use on my podcast is the voice that I'm going to use at work. Uh, If I'm out on the town with my family, it's just I, I can't do that. For me... And I'm just saying this just for me, it makes me feel unauthentic. There was a stage in my life where I was trying to be a present myself as a good little Mormon boy when deep down I was a highly sexualized woman. (laughs) And that's who I am now today is a highly sexualized woman and proud of it. Um, I can't present things about myself outwardly that are not who I feel comfortable with. I have chosen to accept this voice, this voice to me and to many of you who are enlightened about gender, who do, who see outside of the gender binary, the gender box to us. This is the voice of Rebecca Ney, who is a woman. All right. I see myself as a woman, mostly. <laughs> I identify as a woman because that's the, the that's how I feel comfortable identifying. Uh, it gives me the most flexibility in gender expression, uh, and it's helped me. And I, I, from from an activist position. It's the one I feel most comfortable with. It's a gender identity. It's it's me. You know, I am a woman, regardless, and I ha- and I always have been. From the time I was born, I was a woman. I was born a woman with XY chromosomes. All right. Whether there's a god out there that screwed things all up, who cares? Who fucking cares? Uh. I, I don't consider myself to be a woman in a man's body. I'm just a woman, all right? I'm a woman that has a body that was that people identify as male. How about that? How about that? Am I confused? I'm probably confusing some of you even more, but oh well. Um, gen- for those of you that are confused about my little jumbled trans 101 segment that I'm doing here, just I've, I haven't said this in a while, but I've said this in other people's podcasts. Gender is defined by what's in between your ears, not your fucking legs. All right. 
get off the biology of gender, get off the voices, get off the all of that, and just let people be who they are. All right? If society would live by these rules, I wouldn't even have to worry about this. As far as my job, I know my voice has just added another hurdle for me to me getting hired. I Okay, getting back to this email. This individual said, why don't you just apply for other job while you're still working? Okay. And I said, and okay, I, I replied that my, and, and I replied to him. I said, just to give you some perspective, I have applied for nine jobs in the past two months. And, and I'm reply, I'm reading a neat part of the email that I replied to him. I've applied for nine jobs in the past two months, probably close to 40 to 50 jobs in the past four years. Being unemployed might force me to figure out how to break that glass ceiling that I have hit as a trans woman. And maybe I'll figure out how to support myself without relying on the man. Of course, this is and see and, and this is where I'm at. And I'm kind of going I'm I'm kind of just using this email to talk to you guys. Um this is where I'm at. I've applied for so many jobs since I transit since 2002. When I transitioned and I went from, and I and and, and I went from uh, socially identifying as a male to socially identifying as a woman, uh, I've applied for so many fucking jobs. And I have applied for more jobs in the past five years than I've applied for in my entire life. Tri- triple that. I get an interview from time to time, and the interviews. Some of them I feel good about. Some of them I didn't. But I can say this. I do not believe that I am hireable in a lot of jobs. In a lot of jobs in corporate America. I just don't believe they want a trans woman in those positions. They don't feel comfortable with that. We hire. All right. It is... I think it's just a part of human nature to hire somebody who you most identify with, who you can most connect to. And then after you connect with some a, a potential candidate, then maybe you'll look at their skills and their positions. But a lot of you know that when it comes to advancement, especially in large corporations, it's not what you know or how hard you work. It's who you know and who you are. We know this. of transgender identified people are either underemployed or unemployed. I'm probably going to be joining that statistic um, very soon because I just cannot continue. I have ambition. All right. I can't just sit. I cannot just write off a third of my life and say a third and and just say a third of my life. I'm going to be miserable. And that's the way it is. Life is too short for that. And for those that are okay with just saying, with just saying, okay, for a third of my life, I'm going to be miserable. That's life. That's the way it is. You know what? More power to you. All right. But that's not me. That's not me. I do not believe that you have to settle for that. All right. And I'm not going to. I'm not going to settle with just being miserable. And being 
uh, and being in a job where I'm told what to do. I have no autonomy. I need autonomy. I need to be in a, a, a field where I'm challenged, where I'm using the creative side of my brain. I know what I want in my life now. I know what's a good uh, – jobs – There, my problem is this, all right? I, being a trans woman is working against me. Um, having a, the kind of personality that I have, just being out and open and me and not wanting to play any fucking games, not wanting to kiss ass, not wanting I, – I just – I don't know how any other way to be other than me. That works against me in corporate America. My skill set, my limited skill set – uh, my skill set is for the last seven years deal with the financial services industry, which I've already explained I want to get out of. Uh, I was in the Army for four years out of high school, and then I worked for UPS for two years. That's my employment history. Oh, and then I have a degree in psychology, which is a four-year degree in psychology is toilet paper. So there you go. And uh, then I've gained some skills in podcasting, which I totally love. And I would totally love to do that for a living. But, you know, a lot of us would. <laughs> Maybe I can get hired on with Pod Show. Not. <laughs> it's not that I want to do podcasting for a living. I would like to do something similar to that. Because podcasting as a medium, we're just not there yet. Uh, you can use podcasting. Uh, in your entrepreneurial uh, pursuits to help you support yourself. But I don't think you can just sit behind a microphone and podcast and expect a paycheck to come. We're just not there yet. Uh, and I think, and I, I hope pod show can prove me wrong, but I don't think they will. Um, there are some, I want to plug a podcast really quick uh, and maybe I'll throw this in a Rebecca Nays playlist, profitablepodcasting.com. Go there. Uh, it's a very, it's a very infrequent podcast, but, uh, and I probably won't have it in the show notes cause I don't have it in my notes right now. I just thought of it. Um, but yeah, go there. Profitablepodcasting.com. Uh, Paul Culligan, he's actually a Portlander. He interviews podcasters that are using money to through that are using podcasting to support themselves. Uh, and a lot of them podcasting is just one of many ways they're doing that. So anyway, I know what I want. I, I I don't mind working for another person. I think idealistically my best shot at being happy and being content with my entire life, not just two-thirds of it. I've came a long way. I am happy as hell with two-thirds of my life. One-third of it I spend sleeping. How can you not enjoy that? The other third of it I spend either podcasting or playing World of Warcraft or just being social or just doing whatever the hell I want in this house that I love. I've, you know, I've got a body that I'm a lot more comfortable with now. Um, yeah. Okay. So I just need the, it's that third area. That's where I'm at now. I've got the surgery out of the way. Alex is gone. I just need to focus on my employment situation. That's the next biggest and scariest change I want to make in my life. And uh, the last 12 months, there've been a year of changes and I'm still, I'm, I'm still on that journey, folks. I'm telling you, 
Um, uh, this is going to be a big hurdle because, and I knew, and I had to save this for last. I couldn't deal with trying to do a job change. Well, you know, making a change in my relationship or going and getting my surgery. And I, I know I probably contradicted myself earlier when I, I talked about gender is not about the body. Uh, <laughs> I've never contradicted myself. Rebecca, if gender is not about the body, why'd you get a pussy? Well, for me, having a pussy was something that I wanted. I just wanted a pussy. <laughs> I don't feel like I have to explain that any further than that. I wanted a pussy. It didn't make me any more or less of a woman than I was before I had a pussy. How about that? Yes. Oh, boy. I think I don't think I want to I don't think I have anything. I'm I'm sure I had other things I wanted to talk about there. Um yeah, I I kind of infused Trans 101 segment into how that plays into my employment situation. Um if you have any feedback, you have any comments, um even if you want to tell me how wrong I am about how I perceive my own life, <laughs> I'd love to hear them. <laughs> really would. Uh <laughs> Uh, 206-338-2563, uh, the Mobitalk function at trainingrec. The, the Mobitalk application, trainingrec.com. You can record an MP3 audio comment and send it to me at gmail. at trainingrec at gmail.com. Again, the number's 206-338-2563 or 206-3-fuck-me. Easy way to remember it. 206-3-fuck-me. I love your voicemails. Um... We're, and speaking of voicemails, we're gonna. I know we're running at sixty-six minutes. This is probably gonna hit close to an hour and a half show. I'm gonna try and cut it off right before then. But I'm not done playing songs, and uh, the next song I'm gonna play before we wrap this show up with some voicemails is called "Where It Hurts," because I'll tell you what. Uh, being an being a trans woman, being a transgender person, being a gendered non-conforming person in this society, it's not easy, and sometimes it can hurt. <laughs> how how was that? How was that a uh, good uh, tie-in to a song? Oh God, I'm fucking retarded. <laughs> play where it hurts no i did i'd already played where it hurts god damn it that's i don't want to play that again i'm stupid i almost did if you'd be with me by josh zuckerman why i'm playing a song with yeah fuck it if you'd be with me it has no relevance to anything i've talked about in this show but it's a great song off the pod safe music network
traveled You ain't even on my back well, I've been hoping at least you'd be On my entrance ramp Don't leave me up, but don't leave me up But don't leave me hanging either If you knew then what you know now We'd still be together Someone out there is just like you It's that voice inside my head That tells me that I'm alone So the next time that voice rings me up I won't dare pick up the phone Don't treat me wrong Don't treat me wrong Don't treat me like nothing either I guess you are without me At least I know more about me
Josh Zuckerman. If you'd be with me, God, he sounds hot. <laughs> Got a few voicemails. Um, actually, two voicemails from the same person. My good friend Edward, he seems to just be back on the tranny wreck track. And when none of you other fuckers are interacting with me, he is. And uh, I love him for it. Let's hear him. Edward, my longtime childhood friend. Hey, Becky and Tranny Rec listeners. This is Edward again. Uh, today I listened to Tranny Rec 62, and can I say that nothing is so sweet as hearing the sound of your own voice being played on Becky's show. So I felt really good about that. Great interview with Kenty. Um, I actually uh, stalked him on the Internet, looked him up on images.google.com. I could only find a picture of, like, this there's, like this poodle, Jose, I guess, like halfway in front of his face. So I need more pictures. Um, but I guess he has a boyfriend, but <laughs> when did that ever stop me in the past? Anyway, uh, what I was going to say is good show, good times, and you know what? I don't even know the difference between the Beatles and Led Zeppelin. Like, I just not really into the whole like music written after 1900 thing. The other thing I'm going to say is that I saw a movie by Pedro Almodovar last night called uh, All About My Mother, and um, there's like a significant uh, trans presence in this movie. I think there are at least two, maybe more, trans characters, but two kind of main uh, trans characters. And I was wondering if, Becky, you have seen this movie or if other listeners have, and if so, what you thought of it. And, Becky, if you haven't seen the movie, maybe you can get off your bitch ass and fucking do some homework for this show. I am so offended. So, uh, I think you're going to be sorry that I ever started listening again. Yeah, anyway. go away. Okay, everybody, have a good day. Love you all. Bye-bye. Edward, back in fashion, in sassy fashion. Hell yeah. Yeah, like I'm going to do any research for this show. Right. <laughs> I only spent like two hours of it today uh, typing show notes and loading songs. So, uh, Edward, go fuck yourself. Oh, I guess you want to have something else you want to say. What you think you're all that, don't you? You think this show is all about you, don't you? Well, let's see what else you have to say. Oh, hey, Edward again. Mm. I forgot one thing. I needed to mm -hmm. say hello to Eris. Yes. Eris, who has probably got more uh, airtime on Train Eric 62 than anybody else. I love you, Eris. I love you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there you go, Edward. Eris said hi back. Didn't you? Go get him. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're so vicious. You're so vicious. Come here, kid. You're the, the sweetie. You're the, the sweet little vicious guard dog. Okay, okay. I gotta finish yourself. So, gotta finish yourself. So. Okay, there you go, Edward. Eris says, Eris gives you her love back. She's such a cute little shit. I need, I need to get, I need to get my Flickr album and all that bullshit up. I'm, I don't, I'm, I'm not the most, I don't consider myself the most photogenic person in the world, so I don't, you know. Anyway, it's laziness too. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Job. The telecommunications industry. 
Um, wish it was as easy as just applying for a job, but it's not. You know, hey, what can you do? Uh, if I quit my job, maybe it'll give me the time and the energy and the motivation to make take the effort that it's going to take to uh, get that one, just to fix that one third of my life that needs some tweaking. Really, I just need a change. It's really what it boils down to. And uh, any feedback you have on this show, please leave a voicemail. 206-338-2563. Um, I love all of you. I have one more voicemail that I, that was left by the infamous David, also known as Zilla Fag. It's about three minutes long, and it's just about pretty much about World of Warcraft. We had some World of Warcraft drama this week that was is so stupid that I'm not even going to talk about. Um, but you know, I got a little huffy, but I'm with uh, with uh, Dace, and uh, we're we're it's it's so stupid. <laughs> but we're all good now. He left me this three minute voicemail explaining what was going on that night, and uh, uh, David, I do want to say this. Um, if you're going to leave voicemails for me personally, I'm going to, let me give you my personal number because I don't listen to my voicemails until I get ready to record a show because uh, I like to kind of just listen to them all at once. So, And that voicemail, the based on the intentions of that voicemail, I'm assuming you attended, intended for me to hear that on Wednesday night. And uh, so, yeah. So for those of you that do have my home phone number, and want to contact me, leave a message for me that you don't want on the show. That's the way to do it, or email, or whatever. Um, so, yeah. And there was one thing that David did say on that voicemail that caught my interest. Uh, we have been, uh, David Dace and I, in our WoW playing experience, have been uh, meeting some a lot of other interesting people. Uh, through Skype and whatever have you, and I was—I've been a little—I was a little apprehensive about that, just because the problems that I encounter on a day-to-day -day basis through meeting strangers, I really don't want to deal with through World of Warcraft. And when you start getting people on Skype, uh, you know, issues about my gender come out. And one individual, I found out. Uh, through this voicemail, uh, apparently uh, during a time when I wasn't on, called me an it. Didn't use he, didn't use she. I David fucks up all the time and says he doesn't do it as much now because Dace is my pronoun police. <laughs> but Dace every once in a while, or David every once in a while will use he. Uh, you know, it, when he does it, it doesn't bother me. It's more funny than anything because. He's just such a kind and loving person when he's not being angry, which is uh, about 2% of the time uh, that, uh, you know, it's cute. But uh, this individual who we just met and who seems like a very nice person uh, is young and uh, probably and definitely like 99% of the population needs to be educated on trans issues, uh, referred to me as an it. So, for those of you that are listening that don't know a lot about trans issues, the number one carnal sin is to refer to a trans person as an it. Don't ever do it. 
because all that does referring to a per, an end, a human being as an it, you're dehumanizing them. And dehumanizing a person is one of the first steps in justifying taking their life. And I'm not accusing this individual of even going in that direction. But they do that in the military. That's how they that's how they that, that's how they make it easy for soldiers to kill their enemy. They dehumanize the enemy. And a lot of times when hate crimes are committed, uh, the perpetrators dehumanize their victims. So don't ever refer if you are confused about gender issues and what pronoun to use for a trans person, don't use the term it. That is the most insulting term you can use, in my opinion, for a human being, period. Referring to a human being as an it? Come on! So, I don't think this individual will ever, that, that used this term, will take enough interest in me or the issues that I face to listen to this podcast. Because, frankly, like most ordinary mainstream people they assume I, I i'm not transgendered i don't i don't have i don't deal with transgendered issues i'm not trans i don't need to listen to this show who cares <laughs> yes you do if you have a gender you deal with transgender issues because every one of you has a gender that was assigned to you at birth and along with that gender along with the anatomy that people peg use to peg that gender come a shitload of societal expectations and uh and you and 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 i think all of us at times struggle to live up to those so all of us deal with transgender issues and that's why education and advocacy is so fucking important especially in especially considering that male privilege is alive and prevalent today. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to close with a one final song from uh, my friends, uh, some, some good friends of mine. Call, uh, their, the name of their band is Three Blind Mice. Uh, Lyndon and Alex uh, are the talent behind this band, along with their uh, manager, God, I... I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. You're the one that emails me. I'll, you're, you're the one that emails me when you listen to the show. Her manager, oh, fuck, it's Stephanie, Christine. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so retarded. I, I couldn't find the, I, I didn't take the time to go through my email to remember the name of her manager, but she is such a sweetheart. And those two, I listened to them on a re, the most recent episode of You Are the Guest podcast. And if you want to know more behind this band, go listen to that. Go to their website, www.catsaway.com. This is Three Blind Mice, Alex and Lyndon. This is fresh off the Podsafe Music Network. The last one I checked before I started recording, nobody has played this yet. So fresh off the Podsafe Music Network by my good friends, the Three Blind Mice. This is called The Word I'm wrapping this up. I love all of you. And until next time I do a show, go fuck yourself.
Just don't know where I'd be because you see I'd lose it all This program is a member of the Trans FM Internet Broadcast Network.